Hornybrook delivers to the sideline, intercepted. Hurt my feelings. Denzel Ward plucks it out of the air. Uh, bad decisions, good intentions, man. I'm riding Wheezy with me. I just left out of the strip club, made 5,000 look like 50. I spend all my time in Houston, smoke that Kush, but I don't do Whitney. I don't do Britney. I don't do Lindsay. I made two million since last Wednesday, and I hate y'all. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. I'm really excited for this episode. Uh, got a good friend of mine, Matt Minnick, joining us. We're going to be talking about Denzel Ward, one of the best players in the entire draft. But before we get into that, a word from our sponsor. Have you ever wished you could be an NFL general manager? Well, now you can, thanks to Reality Sports Online, a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy teams like an NFL general manager. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel and features the revolutionary free agency auction room which mimics NFL free agency, enabling fantasy owners to negotiate and sign the NFL's top talent to single or multi-year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has a ton of other cool features as well. In addition to free agency, like a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automatic contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Test your general manager skills for free at realitysportsonline.com and a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code D to receive 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. All right, Matt, how are we doing today? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. The Jets finally got a good player, and uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm feeling myself a little bit right now. But uh, Yeah, it must have been a rough 24 hours for you. I, I, I'm a Bengals guy, so it's been a rough 30 years for me. <laughs> yeah, we're in the same club there. and I mean, you, you contribute for Bengals stuff over there at SB Nations at Cincy Jungle, and then you do NFL Draft for uh, the Grueling Truth. We're going to break down Denzel Ward today, and I know you're a big fan. I'm a big fan. When you watch his game, what gets you most excited about him? I love his feet. Um, you know, he, he gets up there. He's not afraid to get into press coverage, and his feet are always going, but he's patient. And it's it's really rare to see a guy who can move that his body that fast and yet be so patient and sit there and sit there and, and wait uh, and, and not get too excited and, and, and look to jump things too fast. If feet are always going, but his eyes are on the hip, uh, so he's not getting undercut. He's not bailing out too fast, letting him, letting him get underneath him. Uh, very patient in that way. Uh, so that that puts him in, in, in a great position. And then he's ready to go once he is going to break with it, uh, that he can flip his hips and get going and, and, and stay with them. He's got the speed to do that. So I think... I think a lot of his patience comes from the fact that he's so he's so fast that he's got confidence uh, that he he knows he's not going to get burned deep, so he can sit in there and let things declare themselves before he really gets moving. Yeah, you mentioned that speed. I mean, just to throw out the combine number, the four three two forty. That's that's fantastic. And you know, on on his tape, he's not getting beat deep. And you mentioned his feet. His feet are. His, his feet are so good. I, I know I just sounded like Rex, Rex Ryan right there with the way I just kind of moaned over his feet, which is not the way, what I was going <laughs> for there. But he, he's just such a fluid athlete. The way he moves is just fantastic. He's got great mirroring technique. You talked about him in press. He can use his hands, but I feel like he's better with his feet. He just mirrors. And then like on crossing routes, for example, he fights his way through traffic. And if he does, if there appears to be a sliver, he's got such good closing speed that whatever daylight might appear to be there isn't there. And that's why, you know, he only allowed 31.5% of his passes thrown his way to be caught, which is one of the best in the NFL. And then his passer rating against was 52.9. He had 12 pass breakups on 57 targets. I mean, we're talking about a stud kid from a school that produces studs. Yeah, I mean, he was awesome. He talks about uh, the way he plays us underneath routes. I 
actually, when I first started watching him, I, I thought he played him a little bit too loose, you know, when he, when he was playing man. And I was kind of seeing it as a negative at first. And then I saw uh, when they tried to pick him, uh, he, he doesn't get picked because uh, he's got that closing speed. He's got so much confidence that he can break on the ball when he needs to, that he can play off a little bit, even, uh, even on those shorter routes, let the stuff sort out in front of him, and then he breaks and gets right back on the man. Uh, it's it's pretty unique because, like I said, at first I saw it as a as a negative because I've never seen somebody play quite that way and do it so effectively like he does. Yeah, that's it's one of those tricky things. But the more you watch, the more you kind of notice it. And you know, you mentioned his ability to close and make plays. I thought he was pretty good in run defense too, and a good tackler. Like he'll miss some tackles for sure, but we're we're talking about a cornerback. I'm tackling is pretty low on my priority list in the michigan game for example he fought his way off some blocks and he set the the edge and he made some plays on the sideline and he was tackling guys and for a corner i thought he was real good at that yeah he's, he's a pretty physical player uh and really you mentioned that michigan game they were playing him a lot uh to the tight side of a formation where he wasn't even lined up on a receiver uh and he was taking off blocks from from tight ends from guys who are much bigger than him and doing a pretty good job with it uh, so he, he can get off blocks. He's an effective tackler. Um, and he's got he's had some big time hits, too. Uh, everybody knows about the Maryland hit uh, that, you know, probably probably could have been a touchdown if they hadn't blown the whistle ended up getting him uh, getting him the helmet to helmet. Uh, but that's not the only that's not the only uh, play like that he had. If he's in position uh, and, and he's sees that he's got the opportunity, he knows when to take that big hit. Uh, you know, that, that, that statement hit, uh, and he knows when to make a sure tackle as well, but he can absolutely do that. I think he projects well to being able to be a good, uh, good playing in, uh, in more zone coverage in the NFL because he can read that and understands how to break down and make a tackle. Yeah. And that's not something you typically see out of a smaller corner. I mean, he's 5'10", 183, but he plays with such physicality and I think he plays a little bit bigger than he is. And you mentioned that zone coverage. And I think it's a really good point because at Ohio state, they run predominantly man, which is not something you see a ton of, especially press man coverage is not something you see a ton of in college football, but Ohio state has the athletes where they can continue to do it when they did drop them off and like cover three, there's the one play against Michigan, I remember, where he baited the quarterback into a throw to his tight end up the seam, where he was right on it, and the quarterback just delivered an absolute perfect ball right over the outstretched hands of Ward, where he broke on the ball really well. I think he could excel in zone coverage as well, despite just playing mostly man in um, college. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's got that, that breaking speed that's going to be able to set him up to, like you're saying, bait, uh, bait quarterbacks. You know, let them think they have something, play way loose on it, and then be able to break on that ball. Uh, really being able to play uh, play in zone coverage is going to create more opportunities for him. He didn't have a ton of picks in college, but he was playing man. You don't get a ton of picks when you're playing man all the time. Uh, but I think he has that ability to set those things up. Uh, and with that deceptive speed, he can he can break on the ball and, and, and get in there and make some big plays. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the lack of picks. What is it? It's two in his career, and they're both his junior year. And one of the concerns I've heard with his game is that he doesn't have great ball skills. Now, I think that when you watch Ohio State in general, it appears that they don't really teach their guys to play the football when they're in man. They're more playing the receiver. And he's reacting to when the receiver puts up his hands, and then he's his hand very quickly gets in between the receiver's hand, and he's knocking away some passes or breaking up the football without touching it. Do you have concerns with his ball skills? And if if you do or if not, are there any other concerns with his game? You know, I think it's like when you talk about running backs that don't catch a lot of balls out of the out of the backfield. Uh, it doesn't mean they can't do it; it just means they weren't doing it. 
Um, and, and I think it's because the way he was taught and playing press man, you shouldn't be looking for the ball when you're playing man when you're playing tight man coverage because uh, that's how you get guys running by you. I think he's great with his eyes because he's staring at their hips all the time, so uh, he's not allowing guys to cut underneath him. When we've seen him in 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 zone, he he has you know looked like he's had some decent ball skills, you know. So I, I think it's something you kind of had to project. You kind of had to see based on workouts. But I don't see it as a huge concern because what he does, he's really good at. Um, and, yeah, he projects to, to zone and, and the ball skills would be important if he's doing that. Uh, but worst case scenario, you, you're getting a really good man-to-man guy. You know, you're getting a um, – and this isn't my comp or anything. I'm not trying to compare him to this guy. But you're, you're getting a lockdown, shutdown, Revis kind of guy. Uh, and if he can play the zone for you and do that stuff, even better. Uh, but I'm, I'm not – I don't see that as a, as a major concern as long as you know he's in a scheme where uh, where he can be allowed to play man a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I one I think that he does have better ball skills than maybe his tape shows because of like what you just talked about. Two, I think a man corner is more valuable than a zone corner to begin with. That's a rare talent in my opinion. And mm-hmm. you're talking about an elite athlete. I mean, that's what he is. With 98th percentile broad jump. 97th percentile 40-yard dash. There's some concerns about his size, but his vertical and his his quickness and speed, I think, makes up for a lot of that. I mean, sure, I would like him to be an inch taller, but I'm going to live with what he is at 5'10 half. So when you watch his game, you said Revis-like, because my comparison form is actually who I compared to Revis last year. So I'm, I'm curious, who does he remind you of when you watch him play? I hate doing comps because uh, I, I always feel like they're a little flawed. But I, I see a little Darius Slay in his game, you know, w- w- with the feet, you know, great feet, uh, real good uh, coverage skills. Uh, so I, I definitely see some Darius Slay in his game. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and one of the things we always talk about on the podcast is the comps aren't a direct career comparison. You're just trying to compare a certain trait. And he reminded me a lot of that Marshawn Lattimore last year because of the way he mirrored the the, the receiver and staring at his hips like you mentioned and it's just I couldn't get it over get over it in Marshawn Lattimore's tape last year and I couldn't get over it in Denzel Ward's tape this year I mean I think he's a legitimate top five prospect in this class I think you're talking about a, a lockdown man corner in my opinion yeah I think he does, does a great job with that stuff and really when you look at Ohio State and you look at Alabama I, I think you see guys that are really well coached and I think that's why you see that from from Lattimore and from uh uh and from Ward, you know, you're always seeing guys that are that are they're getting the most out of them uh, at the college level already, and they're obviously recruiting great athletes at those two schools as well. Um, I have some concerns about Ward. I, I think, you know, to me, I'm 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 up in the air. He's him and uh, Jair Alexander are kind of neck and neck for me. Um, I think if if you want to kind of the buyer beware film for uh, for Ward is that Indiana game because. Simi Cobbs did give him some problems. Um, and I think part of that is it's a terrible matchup. A, a good coordinator in the NFL is probably not going to uh, be be putting him man-to-man versus a guy that size. Uh, so he, he's going to struggle. If you think you're going to put him in man-to-man uh, versus versus Julio or, or some, some of these bigger guys, he's going to have problems in those situations, I think. Um, and the other thing is Cobbs is a skilled receiver. You know he's 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 not a guy we talk about as one of the top guys in the class, but he he's a guy that knew how to to take advantage of things with Ward. One thing is Ward is fast enough; he does not get beat vertical, you know, like as we've talked about. Uh, but Cobbs was beating him horizontally. You know that, that's the that's the thing people forget about when you're playing man coverage. Uh, what I mean by that is he had too much room 
for for cops to be able to to address to the throw. Uh, he wasn't leaning on cops, pushing him towards the outside when he's running deep balls in the outside, forcing forcing that tight throwing lane. So he has he had more room to catch those balls, and obviously. He, you know, he gave up a, a fade touchdown, which is, you know, a short guy giving up a, a fade touchdown to a, a tall guy. Uh, again, we talk about matchups in the NFL all the time, uh, and we're always talking about it in terms of, hey, hey, let's get this huge tight end because he's going to be a matchup nightmare. Uh, but defensive coaches need to be thinking about matchups as well. And with a guy like Ward, I, I think he'd have an issue if he's if he's matched up against a guy with size like that. But he doesn't need to be. You know, if you're a smart coordinator, you're not gonna you're not gonna put him up against those guys. Yeah, you might use him more against a guy like Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown to Julio Jones in terms of number one receivers. And mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. I think that Indiana game is fair. So I, I I noticed the same things you did against Cobbs. Especially, I mean, you can't not notice it. He got beat. I thought there were a couple things that were interesting. One is that he struggled more in the first half, and I thought he did. He kind of bounced back, which is something I always look for out of my corners. If you get beat, do you kind of make it a habit, or do you improve? And that was also mm-hmm. his first game of the season, first guy being the new, like, the guy in their secondary. And I thought as the season went on, he progressed in a lot of the areas you were talking about, specifically the sideline. With Against Oklahoma, he was forcing receivers a lot more on the sideline, which is something I really look for at a corners because that makes it a much tougher throw. So I agree that size can give him some struggles, but I thought that he improved in that area as the season went on. Yeah, I mean, he definitely bounced back, and, and you're absolutely right. That was that was his first game being the guy. And really throughout that game, that was, that was one thing I noted. Uh, you know, big note that I made when I was watching that film was he fought. Uh, he was physically outmatched in, in terms of size. But he fought, and he was not going away in that game. Yeah, the confidence is there for him, and that's something we always talk about with corners is, is you want him to be confident. And you mentioned Jair Alexander, and I did a podcast with Jonah Tolles on him, and you know I, those are my one and two corners. I, I think it's nitpicking the differences, but what they both have is they're both never scared, and they're both confident, and they're both incredibly fluid athletes, and that's what you look for out of a man-to-man corner, and I think both of them have those traits. If you could put him on any team, where would you put him? Uh, I mean, you're gonna hate this, but I put them with the Patriots. Um, they just lo- they had a bad day today too. You know, they it looks like they're losing Butler. Um, they've they've got Gilmore, who's who's a, a you know bigger, more physical guy, and I think he would give them a, a perfect balance at corner. And he could be that guy that they can put on Antonio Brown, uh, and you know I think that would that would give them the best combination of corners that they've had. I I don't think there's any way he gets that far, but I do agree that the Patriots Absolutely. would be really smart <laughs> using him there. So if I'm looking at the teams in the top 10, I think he'd make a lot of sense for the Browns. I think they could use a number one corner. I think the Jets just signed Tremaine Johnson, and they're 99.9% chance taking a quarterback. But if they don't, I would not mind putting Denzel Ward in a press man system or that the Jets run. And, you know, that you match him up on the opposite side of Tremaine Johnson, who's the bigger corner who can match up with more of your bigger receivers and allow him to play some of the quicker guys and create a very star-studded young uh, secondary. But quite frankly... I don't really think it matters who drafts him because he's his talent can play man or zone that he's going to be successful in whatever system you put him in. Yeah, I, I think he's he's a guy that, that really should be successful in any situation. Like I said, you just want to have somebody that's, that's smart enough, at least at first, to keep him away from some of those bigger guys. But I think there's some skill development in there too. And I think if he gets better with his hands, 
uh, and kind of learns how to play those guys a little bit differently. I, I, I think he can he can make up for some of those deficits. Absolutely, Matt. I just want to thank you for joining us, man. I, I mean, I, I've been talking to you for about a year now with the different draft stuff. I'm huge fan of your work. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, appreciate it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be on here. You know, I, I ton of respect for all the people you've had on here. So it's a it's a pleasure to listen to every day. So um, I'm, I, I write for SB Nation Cincy Jungle, so you can find my Bengals work there. Uh, also do NFL Draft for The Grueling Truth. Uh, I've got a podcast that comes out every Thursday. It's, it's one of the Grueling Truth podcasts that you can find on, on Stitcher and Apple and iTunes, all that. And um, uh, it's called the uh, Best Available Draft Podcast. Uh, we just break down one position per week. Uh, working on getting some interviews set up uh, uh, in, in talks for the, for the first one right now, so stay tuned for that. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. It's at Coach Minnick. Uh, it's Minick with an H M I N I C H. Uh, and I, I put, post all my stuff up there and randomly, uh, put up rap music quotes and stuff like that as well. So gotcha. a little something for everybody. Yeah, de- definitely a little something. And you know what? I know all of you always tell me how great my podcast intros are. So if you're a fan of rap quotes, that's yet another reason to follow him. He, he does a lot of excellent football stuff. Guys, again, he's Matt Minick. I'm Elliot Chris, the host of Draft Daily as always. We really appreciate listening. You can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Please leave, leave us a review, rating, share, subscribe. All that stuff really helps us out, guys. As always, we appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thank you.